You're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And this week, we are scratching the itch for excellence. (laughs) It is time for another itch tradition. Every year, we do the Itch Awards, which we started uh, as of this podcast a few years back, and our top 20 albums of the year, which we've been doing for 15 plus years on the radio show. Yeah. We're mixing them up this year into one, one episode. Since the pandemic started, we did kind of switch up how we come up with the list and have made it like a mathematic formula. But yes, yeah. <laughs> it's and surprisingly every year it, it works out very well. It's a true yeah. democratic process. <laughs> it is. We, as we said before, we all we all three have different taste, and so the list is really comprised of stuff that we can have some degree of uniform agreement on. You know, it'd be interesting to maybe create like a graphic and post all three of our lists online somewhere to see, uh, you know, if anybody yeah. else had like, see how many crossovers everybody else had with ours. Yeah. Because yeah. I think maybe we all said we we'll do that. quite a few crossovers amongst each other. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know about you guys, but I had 92 albums on my list to choose from <laughs> <laughs> this year. <laughs> I had about half of that, but, uh, I mean, I narrowed it down, obviously, but the list was quite <laughs> extensive. I mean, admittedly, there's certain things that I just didn't get to because there was so much stuff that got released this year. So there might be some hidden gold in there somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> I think that happens every year. Like we always discover like one album that came out like a couple of years prior. And we're like, where was this? Where was I when this came out? What the heck right. was I doing? How did I miss this? <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, because there was 90, 90 other albums I listened to that year. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly even when you're a music fanatic you're still gonna miss something so obviously all lists are are meant to be fought over especially when they're put out on the internet (laughs) not really but no no list is is fully all inclusive because nobody can listen to everything exactly and if you want even more albums that aren't on this list uh or our collective list you can listen to our good buddy jay of the hook rocks and he's released his albums of the year. So you can check those out and hear even more music. If you are so inclined, there you go. So speaking of which albums that we agreed on largely made the top 20, we each had a few that we were very passionate about that. The others just didn't feel to quite the same level. And so I thought we should get the ball rolling here with each of us dropping a few of our, our honorable mentions, we'll call them our favorites that were more personal. So Casey, do you want to lead us off here? Sure. So I had Royal Blood, Back to the Water Below. Really enjoyed that album. Uh, had Enter Shikari, Kiss for the Whole World. That was a great one as well. Another one, Asking Alexandria, Where Do We Go From Here? Which that album probably had one of my favorite singles of the year, uh, Psycho, which we never played on our show because I'm not about to edit it. But it was definitely (laughs) the song that I heard the most this year out of all songs. There you go. But it didn't make my honorable mentions, actually. (laughs) 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 I had three different ones as well. Uh, One album that kind of, you know, we keep talking about all these albums that like snuck up on us. 
this one definitely snuck up on on me in, in the sense that like I wasn't even listening to it until we were starting to put together our list at the end of the year. My honorable first honorable mention is going to be Beartooth with The Surface, which is a fantastic album. I cannot wait to see this band live. They're going to be so much fun. And this album was just a lot of fun, too. Not to mention, I, I'm a sucker for albums that like, you know, build you up. Um, Pop Evil is another band that I really like that have like really uplifting lyrics. And they had an album that was very much the same. It just it, it was just so much good stuff this this year that it just didn't make it. And then I also had Blackstone Cherry with Screaming at the Sky. I, I felt that that was like one of their best albums in years. It's got really, really strong singles. I'm I also super excited to see them again live, uh, even though we just saw them. <laughs> <laughs> and then my number one honorable mention is the Dropout Kings with Riot Music. I had this album very, very high on my list, but it was not. There's no common ground with others. Um, one reason why I had it high is just because it was an album I just kept going back to. Like, it's got some really standout tracks that, like, I just I love. Like, yeah, it's just I can't I can't explain it. And I really am upset at myself because this I, I had the chance to see this band at the beginning of this year, but I did not wake up to get to the beach quick enough. Oh, um, and I did not <laughs> see them in the aft lounge or wherever they were playing amongst the ships. So I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure that I don't miss this band the next time they come through. And for context, Blackstone Cherry would have been one of my honorable mentions, but uh, but I let Dan go ahead Stole and take him. that one. Yeah, that, that album uh, had some of the best riffs, in my opinion, of a lot of these albums. Yes. Yeah, it was it was just a great, solid, solid album from them. Aaron, what you got? I had a few here, um, a few that ranked very high on my list, but were only on my list. The first is a band called 100 Gex and their album 10,000 Gex because they apparently like exponential math. Uh, <laughs> these guys, they're probably the weirdest thing on my list. Uh, they're out of St. Louis. So the main reason I love this album is because it reminds me a lot of early Sleigh Bells and mm-hmm. Sleigh Bells blew my mind when I first heard it. This intentionally overmodulated guitars and like iPad drum set with like <laughs> this weird like cheerleader chanting stuff going on. 100 Gex album is a little more versatile than, than just that, but it definitely has some of that in there. And so that drew me in. And the other two on my honorable mentions kind of go hand in hand in a sort of surprising way. Teenage wrists album earth is a black hole. I believe was my album of the year a couple years back. Yep. They put out one called still love this year that I liked quite a bit, but not as much as earth is a black hole at the same time. Uh, heavenward put out an album called pyrophonics. Heavenward is a guy who used to be part of teenage wrist and 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 left the band before black hole yeah and so that one honestly i think i actually liked even more than still love so this was a i um, agree it was an embarrassment of riches this year because basically i feel like i kind of got two teenage wrists and they were both really good because they are different i don't want to make it sound like they're identical but they're definitely if you like one you're probably going to like the other this is kind of all 90s sound and i just i i couldn't get enough of it I had to laugh because I'm pretty sure there was a track called Gasoline on the Heavenward, and then there was Gasoline on Earth as a Black Hole. So Fair. I thought that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> also of note, Heavenward guests on one of the Teenage Wrist tracks, so it's like reuniting the original version of that band. <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah. 
So those are our honorable mentions. I think what we're going to do here is kind of alternate between a few of the top 20 albums and some of our other awards categories. Um, so next up there would be our EPs. Yeah. I can just segue right into here because this kind of works. One of mine was Soft Cult. The band is led by two sisters. Their EP is called See You in the Dark. They've put out a string of EPs over the past few years, and I first was introduced to them seeing them open for Teenage Wrists. Very good stuff. It's this kind of lo-fi sound, sort of a shoegazy is a word we, we've come to be familiar with this year. Um, <laughs> but pretty intense what they actually sing about if you pay close attention. And so that was a solid piece of work. And then post-profit, I've been kind of singing these guys' praises for a couple of years now. And what's funny is they f- follow us on the on the socials and whatnot, too, or at least kind of pay attention to what we post. It's because I've been shouting them out for like two years. <laughs> <laughs> they yep. had a pretty good album a couple years ago, and they put out an EP called Self Defeater. It's this like energetic, heavy alt rock. And I think what really puts it over the edge for me is it kind of has these overtones of like peak era incubus. Yeah. And I'm a sucker for anything that can touch on that sound. His vocals kind of have a little bit of a Boyd uh, vibe to them. So I'm all about that post profit. I'm hoping to see them sometime soon. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, to be uh, transparent, if I had to choose two, I would be choosing the two that Dan chose. But but to just add some more shine to some other friends of ours that, that put out some good stuff this year. I, for my two EPs, I'm going to shout out our hometown boys in Discrepancies, Product of Entertainment. Hands Up probably is one of my favorite tracks that they released at the end of last year. Uh, it's a great song. And they're just awesome rap rock. Like rap rock, new metal kind of had a resurgence over the last you know 18 months or so and these guys are kick-ass and so i i hope we get to chat with them and and see them live neither of which has happened yet unfortunately (laughs) but uh uh we'll we'll make that happen in 2024 hopefully yeah i i I agreed with that album i love that album every you know and you'd mentioned hands up like my favorite track on that by and far is recovery like it's such a again me you know i'm a sucker for the uplifting tracks and that is it it tells such a beautiful story yeah it's another one of those situations where he is a very good uh picture painter with his lyrics yeah Yeah, storyteller yeah so I just, I'd really, I really did like that EP. So even if I didn't steal yours, I probably would have had this one in there. On there as well. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you're not. Also, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Go yeah, yeah. also, uh, gotta give some shine to our buddies in Troll. Uh, they're good buddies with our friends in Patio Slave and they had an EP Cosmic Aquatic and Troll is a really interesting band. They're kind of funky and, uh, just kind of out there. Uh, I hope to hope to see those guys soon as well. They they hope to uh, tour closer to us, and we kind of hope to make it to the. We we kind of haven't hit up the the East Coast yet. Maybe we'll do that uh, sometime soon. <laughs> it's it's far. Don't you buy anything without talking to us? No 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 no. Yeah, <laughs> so you gotta remember. Shiprock's probably going to put a damper on some travel on some travel for this year, but uh, we'll yeah. we'll see. That's okay. We need to slow down on that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that and you got to remember that, like you know, Midwesterners, we love going places as long as we can drive there, and I can only drive a place in a day. So yeah. if I can drive <laughs> there, we're good. But if I can't drive there in a day, 
we're not good. <laughs> <laughs> It'll happen one day, but we'll we'll see. Yeah, when you buy me an RV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We'll get the itch bus rolling here, man. <laughs> uh, what you got, Dan? Uh, for for me, both these are itch favorite artists that we've talked to. Um, we said one of them several times. Yes. So one of the EPs that I absolutely love this year is Sleep Theory, Paper Hearts. And the other thing I would mention, too, is that it features the song that my wife uh, said she could not get out of her head all year, and that's a song called "Numb," and it's just one of those songs. Like as soon as you hear the the lyric or the just the the name of the song, you're you're start singing the lyrics in your head. Like it's just a great catchy tune, um, and the whole EP was like that, really. And so, uh, and the other EP that I absolutely love this year just released recently, Nonpoint with Heartless. They of course released a whole bunch of songs throughout the year, including a million watts, and then toured. Uh, playing that song and they just keep getting better with age. They're like a fine wine. Like I, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I think that Jason has, has really helped this band's chemistry. And like, I don't know. They just, in my opinion, like they're, they've been writing the best music they've been writing with him in there. And I, I don't know if it's just that they are like brothers now, like they seem like a, just a really tight knit family. Yeah. Um, and, and that makes for some really good inspiration sometimes. And I think that's exactly what's going on. Yes. I and totally sh- agree. Shout out to all of, all of nonpoint, including, yes. including Francesca Ludicar and, and all of our friends there. It was awesome that they let us kind of debut, uh, heartless with, with talking with Rashid and Jason earlier, earlier in 2023. Yeah. And we just really appreciate those guys. So hopefully yeah. we'll talk to them again in 2024. Oh, we're going to. Jason has to oh, make yes. his yearly appearance. <laughs> and I'll be seeing them right before ship rocked. There you go. At the pre-party. Yep. All right, let's start the official top 20 here. Yeah. All right, so yeah, let's get on to the top 20 albums as voted on by The Itch. Most of these, besides the 20th and the 19th album, were actually collectively voted on by The Itch, so meaning at least two members of us voted for these albums. Um, I had the number 20 album on my list, very high, mind you, uh, which is the reason why it made our top 20, uh, <laughs> which was From Ashes to New and Blackout. This is an album that they've been sitting on, honestly, for like a year and a half. They put mm-hmm. out six six singles before they released the album. Or maybe not six. I think it was four, but I think they've since released some. It was it was high up there. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's great. I mean, obviously, when you are you know already boasting four to six singles, like, you know, it's going to be a good album. Um, and the rest of the album did not did not disappoint. Uh, I, I really love the trajectory that this band is going. You know, it, it's it's yes. Yeah, everybody can, can say that they definitely sound like Linkin Park. And I get that. That's you know, you're going to have that comparison when you have a rap and a, a, a clean singer. Um, but like you could say that, too, that they're filling the void that was left by Linkin Park, too. Because Linkin yeah. Park didn't sound like that for years, even when they were around. Like their last couple albums did not sound anything like that sound. So, um, I truly feel that yeah, that's you know, there's there's a, a void that was left when uh, you know they stopped putting out music, and I think from Ashes New and a lot of other bands too are, are, are helping fill that void of, of the rap rock. Yeah, like nine point. <laughs> <laughs> At number 19, this this only made my list. This is Otherwise with Godzillionaire. And I just really, 
I, I listened to this when it first came out and it was good. But then as I was listening to our, you know, 30 plus albums that I, that I focused in on, uh, this one kept shooting up my, my list. So this was really high on my list because it, it just had so many good tracks on it. So had we done this list halfway through the year, it would have definitely made mine too. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. But like as more and more albums came out, it just kept continuing to fall and fall in comparison to everything else. <laughs> I did. I did the opposite. I make quarterly nice. lists sometimes. And yeah. I think this one made, yeah. the, made the, my top 10 for that quarter. Yeah. yeah. Really good. Really good. Number 18 was a band that we had on the show this year, and that is Caskets. We spoke with Benji and James in episode 178. They were a delight. They were super fun. Yeah. Um, we went like way over time with them because we were just enjoying the conversation. So check that episode out. They enjoyed it. They wanted to have bonus time. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and it's guys like that that really make us want to pay for that Zoom Pro. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're, That'll happen in yeah. 2024. <laughs> yeah, we we could have talked for hours. Like they were just, they were, they were so fun. Yeah, but that's not why they made this list. Well, no, it probably no, has no, some no, no, no. Uh, so influence. I'm just, no, we can talk more about that we as we get about close, we get yeah. further in here. But yeah, it's some influence <laughs> that definitely made me like them more. Uh, but this is also Reflections is also just a really good album. It it's so it's so good and and kind of uplifting and the lyrics are just really really good on it. And it's one of those that that grows on you. And I think Benji even said that, too, like it's supposed to. And it's it, it, as you listen to it more and more, like it's just one of those things you just pick up different things that, that you didn't pick up the first time. And it, it definitely is a, a grower. <laughs> also, if I can get into subgenres a little bit, it kind of covers the what I would call the post hardcore uh, <laughs> section of of our list. Yeah. Don't say metalcore, <laughs> though. Yeah. Oh, man. No, not, not metalcore, not metalcore. <laughs> They're not really that. No, I know. <laughs> I don't know if anybody on this on our list is actually what I would call metalcore. Now no, that I think about it, it. never, probably, it probably not. never will be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Moving on to 17 it was another band that we had the chance to talk to not once, but twice this year. Yeah. Uh, and they were our March bandness band of the month in March. Yes, obviously. <laughs> that was- <laughs> Try that again. Try that again. No, I, like that. I like that. Okay, okay. I mean, it's good to be the band March of the month for the, the month that it's, you know, Mar- you know. Of March madness. <laughs> Which would be Taproot and their album Scissors. This was a great album. Uh, it, it was definitely one that I didn't expect to like as much as I did. Like I'm a, I'm a fan of Taproot, and I, I was really a fan of like their first couple albums, but when a band hasn't been around for nine years, you don't really know what to expect. Right. And so like I was, I was blown away at how awesome this album was, how true to their sound it was. And yeah, there's no doubt that that's why it made it 17th. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed the album. Um, Steven, Steven's been working on this for years and it just, it's, it's a masterpiece. So yeah, very happy for those guys at number 16. This is probably the most shocking on the list. And no one's going to know who the fuck we're talking about yet. (laughs) (laughs) You will. If you listen to the show regularly, yes, but uh, our, our hometown boys in tree one, four, put out an album this year called monolithic hieroglyphic and if you like kind of that 
stoner rock, that mellow, sublime slash 311. You're really, really going to like this album. The more and more I listen to it, the higher and higher it shot up my list. Also bongos. Yeah, also <laughs> bongos and slide whistles. So, yeah. And slide whistles, yeah. Yeah, that's the one thing I wanted to stress. This is not on our list because we know these guys and this was just convenient. No, this is on our list because this earned its way on our list. Like this is yeah. an album that for one, and I've been saying this for like a year or two. Like there's just been a void in like good reggae ska music, at least yeah. from what I at least the bands that I have followed. Um, I think Pepper put out an album this year, but like I found that album really boring and like Reggae and Sky is such a hard genre to to captivate people because it can get really boring and really the same monotonous shit over and over again. Yeah, 314 totally is not that at all. This album right. was fantastic. You have, I don't know how many tracks, but every single track on it was completely different, has a completely different kind of theme to it. Uh, there's some tracks that are hilarious. There's some tracks that are really good and, and you know deep meanings that... This this album earned its way to 16 and it's not just because we like you know they're local guys and you know we're familiar and we've had great interactions with them online this is a damn good album It is it's it's fantastic so Tree 14 monolithic hieroglyphic I'll let Aaron say his piece but I just wanted to say the album name again for the listeners <laughs> because check it out because man these guys all of them are phenomenal musicians and they there's they gel so well together and if you have a chance to see them live if you're in st louis hopefully these guys go on tour but uh man they're they're so good yeah my note is kind of in the same way that dan mentioned that there's it feels like there's sort of a a hole a void to be filled in in that like reggae rock realm i've always thought that there was a hole waiting to be filled in st louis rock where the urge has been st louis's favorite rock band for decades and they're not i I still love them we saw them we did an episode on them with true and four in it but they aren't actively making new music very often yeah and i'm happy that in this conversation we're 25 minutes into this recording right now we've already mentioned three bands that come from st louis yes and so that's exciting we've got discrepancies we've got 100 gex we've got true one four that makes me very happy that these guys are out here doing this stuff and making the city's music scene look good. Agreed. Yeah. We're going on to uh, our favorite debuts. So we qualified this as a band's first official EP or LP being released this year. I would start because mine is pretty obvious. Like I'm pretty sure I talked about them for the EP. Uh, They, you know, a band that are, it was really fun to talk to because they just feel like everything is coming at them so fast. And mine is Sleep Theory with Paper Hearts EP. Uh, I, I truly felt like that was one of the best debuts or EPs that I've, I've heard in a while. Like every single song is is a banger on this on this EP. Yeah. Episode 180, our conversation with with uh, <laughs> Colin and Paolo. Super excited to hang out with these guys on Shiprocked. I can't wait to see uh, them live. Yeah. See them live, chat with them uh in person uh man it just those those guys are are great so definitely check that out we want to give some shine to our buddy taylor roberts from taproot who has another band riding with killers full circle came out towards the end of the year and uh it's really really good and he let us listen to it early and uh he's just a really cool dude (laughs) it's got a great nine inch nails cover on it 
It does. He found Paul McCoy of 12 Stones, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I had forgotten about 12 Stones. <laughs> but here they are. Or, so, I, I don't know. But you can listen to us speak with, with Taylor and Taproot in episode 152. Yeah. It's got to be the weirdest thing ever to be famous for debuting in somebody else's song. <laughs> yeah, you less, can't yeah. tell me that like nobody knows 12 Stones songs. No, nope, they just know them for their feature in Evanescence. They know, yeah, they know Bring Me the Life. I got a couple. I'm going to I couldn't pick between the two, so I'm just going to throw them both in here. Uh, the first is Otto. This was an album I talked a lot about early in the year. Life is a game. Um, featuring the son of a Metallica member um, yeah. among a trio of fantastic young musicians. And they put out this, this really cool album. It's got a little Metallica in it, but it definitely isn't, isn't, you know, exactly like that. Uh, a little bit of suicidal tendencies who, you know, is also represented in that band yeah. and a few other different sounds that I just thought blended really well into something really cool for, for a debut. Yeah. It's a really, really good album. And then one I just want to name drop and just encourage people to check out a band called Motion Sick. Um, I guess they might kind of cover that post hardcore sound as well. Their album's called The Inner Side. And the main reason I'm dropping the, um, their name here, it's well, it's good for one. It's criminally underheard. I looked up their Spotify listenership and I was like, there's no reason an album this good should have this few listens. And so this is something that needs to be heard more. And that's the main reason I, I wanted to put them in here right now. Um, very good debut work, at least debut to my knowledge. And uh, yeah, highly recommended. All right. Back to the top 20. We're up to number 15. I wanted to start with this one because we also had the chance to talk with the brothers that started this band. Um, next on number 15 on our list is saw with this is it the end of everything. I loved this album. Like, their first their debut album was really good, but I felt that this was such a, a mature step in the right direction for them. Like, I, I don't know. I think the the way, you know, he, he kind of mentioned in the interview, like the producer that they worked with just kind of opened them up a little bit to a, a little bit of a different sound. I think it really worked. Yeah, definitely did. Uh, really, really loved this album. Uh, and then getting to talk with them right before it came out, which we got to do a lot this year uh, with yeah. bands, which was so awesome but but it's it's great to get the artist perspective on what they are releasing and they took a risk with this album because a lot of it w was more electronic heavy uh yeah based on their previous release so it it, it was a good choice but it, it took a, a bit to get used to uh listening to it it kind of grows yeah I agree, but I, I do think that it helped get some pretty good singles out on, you know, Octane and things like that. Um, yeah. And there's still some really, really good tracks yet to be released, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully they keep going. Yeah. All right. So number 14 on the top 20 is Seven Dust with Truth Killer. And man, this album, it, it kind of, I didn't listen to it a ton when it first came out but listening to it as the year went on it's just banger after banger after banger on this album uh so uh, that's that's why it was high on my list and why it made it number 14 what do you what do you have to say about it dan yeah it it made my list it wasn't very high but one of the things i absolutely loved is like you said it, it did have lots of you know strong singles um 
I think that it has some of the best Seven Dust singles. Honestly, it's like since earlier in their career, um, you know, the song Everything and Fence are just solid. And there's, you know, there's other ones, too, that are just like you said, there's amazing. So, yeah, I, I had this pretty high on my list. It was it was just a struggle because there was so many other good things. Yeah, um, but right. Yeah. To, but to talk to like. What is this like? Seven dust like twentieth album? I don't know. Something I'm like sure that. That's an exaggeration, yeah. but like <laughs> barely an exaggeration, though. <laughs> exactly. Like for them to just be continuing to put out awesome music and and just banger tracks like this far into their career, like it's it's awesome. It's an amazing feat to say the least. And then number thirteen, we had Mammoth WVH with Mammoth Two, the follow up, obviously, to the first self titled album from Mammoth WVH. <laughs> <laughs> just getting real clever there with the naming uh scheme but um yeah this was just another great job by him uh continuing on with the you know i don't know what genre you'd exactly file this into like you know bluesy rock but it was great like it was pretty much the same sound that you got from the first one although he went heavier with a couple of the different tracks which is one reason why i actually had it a little bit higher on my list in fact, I think one of his heaviest songs to date is on this album called The Optimist. And that song is just it's six minutes of head banging like you're going to break your <laughs> neck or uh, not necessarily yeah. break your neck, but like definitely give you a neck ache after listening to that song. Because <laughs> like the end of it is just it's just an awesome breakdown where he just gives into a groove and just leans into it. I love and I love those types of songs where they just they have a great groove. And they, they know they do. And they're just like, hey, we're going to jam out to this groove for two minutes. Give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, between between this and, and Blackstone Cherry are neck and neck with just really great guitar licks all yes. throughout the album, all throughout the yeah. whole thing. Agreed. Yeah. Number 12 on our top 20 is Jutes, who I just discovered this year. Uh, the album's called Ladybug. Jutes is not a band, per se, so much as a guy. Yeah. He's got a very cool sound. Like I've mentioned it plenty of times. It it hits that kind of alt rock. Some definitely some some nineties and grunge influences in there that I really like. It's nineties and grunge, but it but it's like combine that with like grandson and our lady peace. It's like really it's really weird. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna make a, a, a you get mentioned like a grandson or like a zero yeah. kind of comparison in there too. He looks like those guys as well. He's kind of got that like Travis Barker, skinny, yeah. tattooed everywhere <laughs> kind of thing going on. Yeah. yeah. Fun fact, he is also engaged to one Demi Lovato. Okay. Claim to fame right there. How about that? Yeah. For them. Didn't know that until like now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> quality album, though, that uh, that Ladybug. Very good album. Um the one thing that he does that I, I wouldn't think that I would enjoy as as much as far as my personal taste, but it's it's very electronic heavy with as far as the vocals go, like kind of that that weird. I don't know what I, what I want to call it, not auto tune, but I don't know. It's just it's layered heavily with with elect, electronic back backing, but it, it works in what and how he uses it. Yeah. Yeah. And number 11, I was really excited that this made it this high, to be honest, because I had this album really high on my list is Point North Prepare for Despair. This is a great 
pop punk album. And I it's it's crazy to me to think that pop punk is making such a comeback, but it is like bands like this set it off uh, White Reaper like there's just it's it's happening and I kind of like it. I'm here for some of it anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for some of it. This is by and far, I think, the best of it, to be honest. But the, and this album is just, you know, we keep saying banger after banger, but like this album's catchy. It's one of those things that like you just find yourself as soon as like you hear the song name, like the song pops in your head like, ah, crap, I can't get this out of my head, <laughs> uh, which is a good thing uh, most of the time. Um, you know, and it has, it has another song that like is my wife's favorite of the year, and that's the safe and sound featuring the ghost inside. Um, but like, yeah, this had tons of tracks that i absolutely love like psycho someone you don't know below the belt these are all like some of my favorite songs of the year and they all happen to be on the same album yeah really really good enjoyed it a lot stoked to see them on shiprocked and i'm gonna try not to stalk them yeah okay (laughs) Okay. all right all right i'm just playing (laughs) to be continued we'll let you know if he succeeded or failed at that Oh, you'll see pictures. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving on. Uh, Next up on our list here, Breakout Artist. So this one is uh, an artist whose profile grew in 2023. I got one for all of us. Yeah. What what do you think? Uh, Well, you know, I I just mentioned Point North, I think, is is a great breakout artist this year. Um, Sleep Theory was another one that I think was was fantastic. one of them that I discovered on ship rocked and then just continued to fall in love with throughout the year was Wargasm UK. And so, yeah, I think those were kind of my breakout artists of the year. Yeah. I'm going to just throw one out, one out there. I, I agree with both of those. Uh, one that just, they did so much this year did and toured like crazy. They went to Europe twice. That'd be the oxymorons. They, oh, yeah. they just, they went to another level this year and it's, it's a thrill. We'll talk about it here in a little bit, but it's a thrill to, to be on the rise with those guys and watch them do it. So that would be, that'd be my breakout. And I think you'd also, for you, you could also say tiger coven does rocks. Yeah. That's, I think both those, are, those are artists that got a lot of play this year that, that we're also huge fans of. I would agree with that. I'm going to throw one out there that it it might sound a little weird to mention as a breakout, but I feel like it warrants it. And that's actually the itch's official favorite band, Skin Dread. These guys, I agree. Put out these guys put out (laughs) Smile this year. Yeah, their eighth album. They've been around for 25 years. And yet, if you followed them at all, you you saw this massive push they were doing for that album to debut at number one as an independent artist, mind you in the UK, it ended up, it ended up coming in at number two, but uh, they're, I mean, they're a well-regarded band in in the UK, but this was like, felt like a next level thing for them. Um, which I think is really cool and kind of surprising this far into their career, this uh, far into their career. Yeah. Yeah. To just reach that level of, of love to, play off of you know, <laughs> to steal a, a, track yeah, to steal a title <laughs> yeah so right. they're not they're not a breakout in like that they're new but they're a breakout in that it just feels like they hit a new level this year which is really cool for us to see yeah, yeah. i agree we agreed yeah all right we're into the top 10 of our top 20 
And yes. another band that we have spoken with, this is a <laughs> recurring theme, but also it's just great that we've gotten to speak with so many cool people. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> At number 10, we had Varsity and Levitate, our good buddy, Joey Varela. <laughs> I don't know. Var- Varsity, the more, the more I listen to them and the more Joey just creates stuff. Joe, I think Joey, out of a lot of the people that we've talked to and become friends with, that that dude just comes up with music like that. It, yeah. <laughs> he'll probably come out with another album next year with 16 tracks on it. <laughs> yeah, he is he is one of the most creative people I've ever had the uh pleasure of meeting. And it's it's crazy. Like, you know, we're talking with some bands and, and some artists that are just like, you know, we're, they're struggling or they're thinking real deeply and putting a lot of work or they don't put music out unless you know, it's time to go to work, so to speak, like, you know, the, the record company is making them. So for this sure fact that he just goes and makes music all the time for the sake of making music is just amazing to me. And yeah, like he's always thinking about what's next too, instead of like what ha- you know, what's been out, what's happened. Like, it's always like, what, what's, what am I going to do next? What am, what's, what's coming out soon? Yeah. You know, what are, you know he's always looking forward. Exactly. Yeah. He's in perpetual motion. Yep. At all times. And, the, and it's so crazy, too, because like every album that he puts out is amazing. And, I, you know, and we love talking about it. And he's always like, yeah, I'm already on to the next stuff, guys. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fortunately, this time we actually did have the pleasure of talking to right when Levitate came out. Yeah. Um, and and I, I love this album because, yes, you can still hear that everybody. The thing that everybody claims he's famous for is the Michael Jackson sound. That's the thing that kind of got me into them at the, at the time. But like there's so much more than that now. Like he, you know, there's a little bit of R and B. There's a little bit of like rap. There's just, there's, you know, just pure rock. There's heavy metal. There, it's, there's yeah. everything you could kind of want on, on this album. Uh, and that's one reason why I continued to fall in love with him more and more. And not only that, he's just an amazing dude and, and fucking cool as shit. So I can't, yeah. just, can't complain. <laughs> yeah. Knowing, yeah. Knowing him. Right. Number nine on our list is, one that we all had. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I was shocked at how high I ended up putting it because this was a band that until really until this album came out, I actually would have said, I don't really like um, <laughs> a couple of reasons. I guess I wouldn't say I am a prude, but I would say I'm the most prudish of the itch members <laughs> and the band is Wargasm, and by name vibe, look everything about yeah. them. They're kind of gnarly. They're kind of nasty. And yeah. so like they push really my boundaries in that regard. But they put out an album this year called Venom. And it is just fantastic. It is so much fun. Uh, yeah. It is n- the best c- type of new metal, in my opinion. Yeah. Is, it's, it's energetic. It does not give the slightest crap. And <laughs> it has a Fred Durst guest appearance. And so, yeah. And the music video for the music video is fantastic. The music video is probably the best music video that's been put out in quite some time by anybody. It's it's so fun. <laughs> Check it out. And so these guys ended up at number nine uh, because we just we were all for them. Now, I kind of wish we could go back and see that show that they did with Corey Taylor and Oxymorons. I wish I could see it having heard the album and liked them more because I don't think I appreciated them that much seeing them live at that time. Well, and, and what I will say for that is there a different experience live regardless of yeah. if that out, al- if they played the entire album or not? Uh, I, I think they, they took 
the correct uh, approach when when mixing that and producing it cuz i was kind of thinking the same thing when when that came out is like hmm how is this going to sound you know on audio versus live and man the more you listen to it the more you like it so mm-hmm. at least for at least for us three it, yeah it's it's funny too cuz like i i started out hearing them on shiprocked and fell in love like they were amazing they had all kinds of stuff happen but they just didn't flinch and still yeah. put on a great set uh, and then we saw them with Bloody Wood, and it was just another fantastic show where they were they were great uh, and just had tons of energy. And then this album comes out, and it had tons of energy, but it also was catchy. It you know it has really good hooks. I think that she's gotten better with her voice. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I think that like in the previous EP, like her voice was kind of a little off putting to me. Um, but yeah. she like this album. I can't explain the difference, but she, she just is, uh, I don't know. I think she's just gotten a, to be a better singer. Yeah, there's that. And like I said, I, I just think they, they made a lot of production choices that were, that were for the better. Yes. Also, I want to recommend it might have the best closing track of the year. I recommend checking out. It's called somber goodbye. Yes, And yeah. it's, it, it made me laugh, <laughs> uh, which is a bit of a spoiler given the title, but nonetheless. Yeah. 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 Good stuff from Wargasm UK. Yeah. Number eight was one that we were looking forward to all year and might have built an entire weekend around. (laughs) (laughs) It's Metallica 72 seasons. Uh, I I can't say enough about this album. Like it, it took me by surprise how much I truly loved this album. Uh, I mean, I'm always, I've always been a fan of Metallica, um, but like, I've been really harsh on their later stuff. Like, hardwired to self-destruct was okay i loved death magnetic but then there was an album before that actually a couple albums before that they just choose not that, that they don't exist um <laughs> i think one um is lulu and then there's like some saint um that yeah <laughs> but I, I didn't have to pretend that this one doesn't exist because it's it's fantastic like it is I, I don't know. It's, it's got everything as a Metallica fan that you could want. It's got amazing riffs. It's got great, like poetic lyrics like James Hatfield's known for. Like, I think it's like 10 to 11 tracks or something and probably 75 minutes of just heavy metal <laughs> like, coming yeah. at you like, like yeah. Metallica does on their albums. It's just a lot of music, a lot of guitar. It's all very catchy and I'm, I'm a huge fan, a fan of it. I, it is my favorite album, honestly, since Death Magnetic. And probably yeah. like in their top five of my, you know, of their catalogs, in my opinion, like it. And that's that's saying something. They've got like 15 to 17 albums or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it was awesome seeing the tour uh, live. You can check that episode out. Um, yes. But uh, yeah. And that's, was- that's the other thing. Metallica makes everything a theme. Like when they put out an album, it's 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 a theme. Like when I saw Death Magnetic. Like they went out and they toured. They had a theme with their their tour. Like that. That's what was so cool about it um, with the seventy two seasons, uh, and I, I think made me appreciate it even more. Like you said, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean yeah. To cut and you it's off. just that was no, you're good. <laughs> I got all excited. <laughs> no, and it's there's there's a lot of bands recently that have that have been around for years that you know they don't. Metallica doesn't need need to make new music anymore. You know, there's a lot there's a lot of bands like that that they, they could just play what they've what they've done for years. But but 
they're in a good and spot. And they just made a whole bunch of money off of Stranger Things. <laughs> right. That, that too. But they <laughs> they just, you could tell that they they kind of had the creative juices flowing with this album. And and, and, it, and they're all in a good place uh, yes. making it together as, as a group. So it's always good to see that. Agreed. Number seven on our list here is Tiger Cub with the Perfume of Decay. I had this really high on my list, uh, probably one of the reasons why it's why it's here. But uh, they, uh, I like to I like to phrase it this way: they out queened Queens of the Stone Age. <laughs> yeah, which is notable because Queens of the Stone Age had an album this year as well. They did, and it did not make our top twenty. Not because it it's wasn't good. good. Yeah, not yeah. because it wasn't good, but because we like this more. We like this more. And uh, yeah, this this has a lot of different elements that you could kind of throw in there. Also, uh, Royal Blood, uh, which didn't end up making the list either. I was <laughs> I would throw them in there as well. But this album, top to bottom, is a, just a phenomenal piece of work, in my opinion. Yeah. And then we had the chance to see it live. And it, it, it sounded just as great live, too. It and did. It did. I think that's kind of what solidified it for me is it not only is there's some really, really standout tracks that just, I think, like you said, outqueened Queens. Um, <laughs> but like the whole album is just solid from beginning to end. It's it's very well organized to where there's not like a dip or you're just like bored. Uh, yeah. And and I can't wait to see them again, to be honest, yeah. even though I saw them already. I'm looking forward yep. to it again. <laughs> yep. This is another band that to me leveled up this year. They've yeah. been on our radar for for a minute. Um, I really liked their 2021 album, As Blue as Indigo. Yep. Uh, I think I like this one even better. And so, yeah, yeah a band that yeah. is a band that features an actual giant. Yeah. In it. <laughs> a um, seven footer. <laughs> a seven footer. Um, and, you know, that to say they are a band that is uh, achieving new heights, we'll say. <laughs> <laughs> Pun intended. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of achieving new heights aaron jones at number six with chronicles of the kid uh i will say that you know his first album was a little bit higher on our list i'm not gonna mention where but uh <laughs> this this was definitely a great follow-up album and you know there's always a lot of pressure on trying to build you know make a, a strong sophomore release and i yeah. think he did it there's no doubt absolutely absolutely uh, and another artist we got some, to speak with as well. Yeah. 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 And there's some fantastic licks on this album. And it, I think it had probably one of my favorite tracks of the year too, with filthy that uh, I, I just, I don't yeah. know. Every time I hear that, it's just like one of the, you just got to turn up and you're just like, yeah, I'm filthy. He's developing a mental association for that word because every time you see him, he wears the hat that says hat. filthy on it. I, that's part I, of his vibe. He he mentions that he he has those custom and then and they they wear out and then he he retires it. I want I want one of those signed so bad. There you go. <laughs> Put that on your display shelf. Perfect. Yep. 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 I, we'll I don't know if that. if that's good for us. Like yeah, it works for him. You know he's he's going to be associated with filthy, but we're going to be associated with the itch. And I don't know if that's a good thing, guys. <laughs> walk around and be like hey there's the itch oh yeah <laughs> for those who are hardcore you might remember that this podcast was originally called something else 
but we went back to the itch and now we're stuck <laughs> with it. So <laughs> we just have to work with it. Yeah. We're just lucky I didn't call this the itchy awards. Yeah. <laughs> Which we did. We about did it. once. Yeah. Yeah. Did we? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we did once. Yeah. <laughs> That's when we're splitting stuff into like two or three episodes. We're just doing this in one shot. <laughs> uh, there's just going to be a supersize. <laughs> but yeah, this the uh, Aaron Jones, uh, phenomenal sophomore release. Great stuff. Our next category is comeback artist of the year, which is usually we use that to refer to somebody returning after like a long absence or maybe sometimes some subpar releases. I've got uh, one that fits the former bill and another that doesn't really fit either, but I'm bringing them up anyway. Uh, first, I have to make a notable mention of Lacey Sturm and Flyleaf. Uh, after 11 years, they got back together to play some shows this year. We got to see one of those at Upheaval. It was a great experience. Yeah. They're not like reformed per se. I don't have any knowledge of them recording together at the moment, but they've they've kind of reconciled after sort of splitting apart. And I think that's pretty cool. And they still seem to have it by all means. I saw uh somewhere that they're only going to play like two shows in 2024 uh as far as as far as what they have left remaining that they wanted to do yeah well lacy also just put out a solo album yeah um uh, it came out a few weeks before this recording i believe yeah yeah a couple weeks back and so if you're craving something that is kind of new flyleafish i would recommend yeah. checking that out it's a, but the it's one a i really solid album yeah it is. It is. I had it. I, I was considering it for this. Um, Same. Same. The one I really want to draw attention to, and I do apologize if I steal this from you guys. You can, we can just chime in. No, you're is good. Is yeah. the Foo Fighters. Um, their album, but here we are coming out, what, a year and a half or something after the passing of Taylor Hawkins. So, you know, the Foo Fighters never went anywhere. There wasn't a huge gap between previous releases. Their previous releases before this weren't bad. But to me, it's impressive to make a comeback that's as strong as this album was after going through yeah. the traumatic losses that that they did in that time. Um, yes. You know, so they come back. They've they've got Josh Freese as their as their drummer. Um, they have for me one of the most beautiful songs of the year, "Show Me How," that features Dave's daughter uh, Violet on it. Yeah, yeah, and. It was just an excellent comeback for a band that, for all we knew, might call it quits, might slow down. We had no idea right. what to expect, and they just kept on churning um, and didn't really miss a step. Pro- honestly, to me, probably this is one of their best albums in a very long time. Yeah. I agree. Uh, comeback for me, uh, we already talked about them a little bit, or we, we talked about them in, in this list, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw Taproot in there. Uh, just because, just because it 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 was so long since their previous release, and then we had a chance to talk to them twice this year, and it just it was awesome to to kind of become closer with a band that you know years ago, if you told us that that <laughs> we'd be able to speak to them and 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 become friends with them, uh, we wouldn't believe you. So I'm gonna <laughs> throw Taproot in there. Yeah, I definitely would agree with Tapper. That was going to be my answer as well, um, since you stole that one from me. Um, <laughs> Dan and I like to steal to steal choices. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I don't know if this would necessarily be a 
comeback, but like I would say a, a comeback after some subpar releases with, with otherwise. Like their first yeah. release was kind of a big thing, uh, but they've really not been on the radar here for quite some time. And I think that this was a very strong, you know, I, I'd say a comeback after some subpar releases. I yeah, I agree. It's fair. Yeah, I agree. Um, and the other on the flip side of that. An artist that tried to make a comeback but should have just stayed the fuck away was Avenged oh Sevenfold. My. Oh boy! <laughs> oh man! He's going Avenged Sevenfold. <laughs> the All the right. not the please don't come back artist. Yes, of the year. exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Avenged Sevenfold. That had to be the most polarizing release of the year because there were some people that pretty quickly were like, "This is actually a masterpiece" or whatever, and then there were some people like, "Nope, it was a mess." <laughs> it was apparently the itch lands on that second. Yeah, <laughs> this this falls into the used category. Yeah, everybody was so excited about Avenged Sevenfold coming back, and then, and then they released Bus Trumpet. <laughs> to be fair, okay, so if they would not have released the Mad Hatter EP in between this and the stage, I would not have had expectations as high as I did. But the Mad Hatter EP was really good. It was kind of back to the original sound. And then they just release this garbage, and it's just like we're artsy fartsy now. Uh, I didn't know that we were going to talk trash on an album in our in our. I didn't either. But I, countdown. I didn't. I didn't want to, but like you know, you mentioned He's comeback like artists, and like, eh, please stay I, home. Yeah, I just <laughs> wish they would not have come back to this. <laughs> we did one year have like a disappointment of the year. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. we decided we wanted to be nicer, and so we cut yeah. that from the categories. Dan's, <laughs> Dan's re- it reviving it. <laughs> I have held back all fucking year, okay? <laughs> hey, I'm trying to be positive for an entire year, you're just killing me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll allow it. We'll allow it. It's it's great. <laughs> Thanks, Avenge Sevenfold. <laughs> now we can be extra positive because now we're up to the top five albums yes. of the year. So we're gonna yes. drop the top four of the top five and then we're going to pause for one more category before revealing the album of the year yes um i think i'm going to kick off number five because this really was a me thing that kind of bled into being an all three of us thing that is episode 192 guest calva louise they put out what they called a mixtape over the threshold and if you want to hear why they called it a mixtape you can listen to that episode yeah i love it um and the reason this was actually my album of the year which the reason for that was this album, I feel like it made me feel more than any other album this year. Um, I know there's a couple coming up that you guys might have similar sentiments about. Yeah. But uh, I just felt like the message that they were getting across of sort of this, I don't know, feeling like it's not just feeling like an outsider. It's literally being an alien. Yeah. And with everything that's going on in our country, particularly with regards to immigration and all these kind of things is very top of mind for me. And so yeah. I feel like Calva Louise said something that was incredibly relevant to the experience of, of people in those situations. And so over the threshold really resonated strongly. Also, it just was bangers. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I was going to say is like, I, I have been always a huge fan of, of uh, bands that can change tempo real quick, scream and sing, you know, very melodically in the same song. And man, that they hit all the the points on that. Like this, you know, I, you were talking about new metal earlier. I would definitely throw this in as new metal. It's it's 
I love it. Like this is some. This is one of my. Like this is just a lot of fun. Like this whole album yeah. is just is so much fun to listen to. It's 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 one that like I truly enjoy just driving around with my windows down, banging it. And, like people are looking at me like, what the fuck is wrong with that guy? <laughs> dropping a whole bunch of f bombs. <laughs> dropping a whole bunch of pieces. Oh, shit. that's another thing. That's another thing. <laughs> First of all. There's some Spanish in it, which is definite brownie points for me as well. Yes, yes, Second yes. of all, um, you know, uh, the use of profanity and censorship and that thing is a recurring theme on the itch. I think that Over the Threshold uses profanities perfectly. Like, yes. this is the way that I feel like those words are meant to have maximum impact. Yes. Um, it, it is and, the and way that utilizes yeah. them. Well, I mean, it uses a lot, but it's used... But it's used really in that pure expression of of kind of outrage, um, right? In a way that yeah. I think that works. Yeah, I agree. There's not one time where I'm sitting there listening to a song, and you're like, "Oh, that was used as a filler." Yeah, like right. it, 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 that's yeah, what I mean. Wasn't. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. great, great stuff, and I I can't wait to check them out live. It was, it was definitely one of those. Uh, this isn't why it was so high on the list, but it's it's definitely one of those albums that you know we get to listen to it we get to talk with them and then we get to hear their story and hearing their story combined with the music it just kind of adds a different wrinkle and yep. enjoying it and i i can't wait to uh see what they come up with next yeah and i'll pass this one over to you guys but another album number four here i think dan's ready to talk about yeah, it another ahead. one ahead, that dan. really will hit you in the feels yeah yeah so uh I want to throw this actually to my son, Dean, because I was talking about this list with him um, to going over our top. Well, at least my top five on my list. And and he, at the time, I did not have this artist in my top five. And he reminded me that I needed to update my top five. Because, <laughs> his, <laughs> because his number one album of the year was Grandson. I love you. I'm trying. And that should have been mine, but it was not my number one. It was our number four album by the itch <laughs> so grandson i love you i'm trying yeah it's just a fantastic album i i can't say enough about grandson like he's always been a favorite of the itch every time he puts out music you know and it's funny because like i wasn't a huge fan of the last album i mean it was yeah. really good and i still had like songs that i loved off it but this album was just so good from start to finish and it just and it's you know we talk about writers that really make you feel things exactly like like you were talking about and the song heather like the first time listening mm -hmm. to that you i i like almost cried because you just he just paints the story of, of a fan that almost sounds like he knew personally um that just you know isn't there the next time and supported him the entire time you know throughout his career and it's just you don't think about that ever because we're on this side of things but like these artists do deal with those situations a lot where they become you know, friends with fans or, or familiar with fans. And then all of a sudden these fans don't show up because life is life. And that shit happens, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, yeah. But it, and I just can't imagine like with as much as that happens to artists like that, like how, you know, they deal with it. And he gives you a very great perspective on that with this album. Yeah. I, I want to point out something real quick uh, that probably neither one of you realize and I, I just want to point this out because doing this podcast and, and making the strides that we have over the years, I wouldn't have 
put this together or realized that we that this would even be possible. But our top five is all five people we've talked to. <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> That's this probably is probably not a coincidence. Well, maybe this is time to bring that up because um, yeah, I kind of wanted to. T- yeah, yeah, top six. Yeah, yeah. So in our top twenty here, we have talked mostly this year, a couple times in the past for a few of them with half of the people, literally half the people on this list. Um, and so I was curious, I, it, we can't deny that that has an impact, but yeah. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think what it does is those conversations, it's not necessarily what I would call favoritism. It's additional context and depth. Yeah. I listen to these albums more and appreciate them more because I heard the person speak about what they made yeah. to my face. You know what I right. mean? Yeah. And what I think the other thing is, too, is that uh, this podcast is done for our own enjoyment. So we're going to go after artists that we enjoy. Yeah. And that, you know, that's that's the reason why, you know, we probably would talk to all these artists if we could. You know, it's just a matter (laughs) of them trying uh, to low key. There are albums on this list that we're working on interviews for. So (laughs) (laughs) if you're listening, let your publicist know. Yeah, (laughs) I want to talk to the itch. I just wanted to point that out real quick because, you know, grandson, especially we've been trying to talk with him basically since we started the podcast and we got the opportunity to do so and hear the album before it came out. And it, it just, he's so good at what he does. And it, it was just, that was an awesome experience to, to do. That. Yeah. So I find it cyclical. I think, you know, these albums are here high on this list in part because we spoke with these artists and we but spoke because, with these artists yeah. <laughs> and we spoke with these artists in part because we know they make great music. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and exactly. so I think it's a little bit of both and I don't feel the slightest bit bad about it. <laughs> no, I just wanted oh, I to point that out because I, I just realized no. that and I just thought it was funny. <laughs> All right. So number three on our list is Des Rock's Dream Machine. And man, Des Rock's previous release, uh, it wasn't this high on my list but he really dove into the the classic rock which i didn't realize that he had in him really from the no i didn't either previous release but man he nailed this album and there is so many great tracks on it from top to bottom yeah i agree with that it was not an album i expected to like as much as i did to be honest like because i i you know, with his other album, he really was leaning into like the Elvis kind of singing. And I, I don't know if like, I, I don't know. He just, there was like maybe one or two tracks like that on the, on the new album, but like it, it really is influenced by several different classic rock artists. And you could hear those influences very clearly uh, in those songs. And I truly love the harmonies that he, that he added too. Yes. Yeah. He, he took some really different, uh, style choices with this album. And I, I am the, the classic rock, uh, guy in the, in the group for, for sure. And man, this, this hit all the, the right notes as far as that goes for me. Agreed. Another artist that I would definitely say leveled up this year. And I say that as high praise because I, I really loved, uh, his previous album. And, um, here, this one is coming in at number three. So, yeah. And number two on the itch top 20, I actually thought this was going to be number one, to be honest, but it doesn't. We had a little discussion about if it should be, but (laughs) but number one also does not surprise me for various said reasons that we just talked about. 
Yeah. Uh, but number two, Skin Dread Smile. And uh, this was just an amazing album. I, I truly love that they are going more pop, uh, you know, rock yeah. with with their style. And and it's it's paid off for them, too. Like you could say that. And it, it's it's always one of those funny things, like, because, you know, there's always those discussions like, oh, is the band selling out? Like, I don't think that's kind of a term anymore. Like, no, you know, nah. with TikTok and all this other crap that's out, like everybody sells out technically. Like you can put your, you know, your songs on a on a TikTok, and all of a sudden you're, you know, millions of views. Well, technically, that's selling out, isn't it? Anyway, <laughs> I I I love when artists make themselves, you know, are more open to more audiences. Like I'm glad that Skin Dread's getting the recognition because we've been fans of this band for 20 years, and they have been amazing. I I am so excited that they are getting their due, and and the music is, you know, worth it. It's not like it's a crappy song that blew up because of a TikTok video. It's it. This is all phenomenal uh, album. All phenomenal yeah. songs off an album. Yes. And man, for, for a band that's been around as long as they have, and you know, Benji being an artist, as long as he has, this is kind of just a little bit of everything that they do. And yeah. uh, it, it, it just, every song is different and every song is awesome and it, it just from top to bottom is a great masterpiece no i i totally agree and now that we mention it i almost wish they were number one because i wish they had gotten the number one sales of the week whenever they released it they fought so <laughs> sorry, hard sorry skin they, dead, you just missed still the number two <laughs> no it's no, not no. an insult skin dread has has and maybe the only band that has multiple number one albums from the itch's top 20 in their career yes um, that's yeah. very true they the only reason they didn't get number one on the uk charts when this came out is because they were going up against the machine you want to talk you can call it selling out or whatever they were going up against a pop artist that had the entirety of the music industry behind them pushing to yeah. get that where skin dread was really the heavy underdog and still came within a very, very small number of, of taking that spot. And we're talking about the list and that we've talked to all these people. Another thing I could, we could all make a case that the top five could be the number one album of the year. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. For, for every, every single one of them. So it's not, it's not that it just missed it or, Oh man, this album is way better than the other one. That's not the case. These are all great, great albums and skin dread smile is just like I said, it's a masterpiece. But before we give you that number one, we're going to do one last category. We're actually going to glance a little bit into the future. We like to do a thing where we shout out our most anticipated release of 2024, the one we're most looking forward to. Um, for this one, I kind of only left open ones that are confirmed. They have titles and mostly release dates. Um, but man, there's a lot of big stuff coming out. I'm going to drop a few of them that aren't the ones we selected, but just for listeners knowledge, we're going to have new albums from green day, uh, static X, uh, bring me the horizon. Um, some 41s, huh? <laughs> I said, supposedly that bring me the horizon, uh, album has been supposed to come out for like the last six months and they keep pushing back. <laughs> yeah. It's been delayed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> some 41s final album that yeah. they've made a big fuss about this double album of one metal, one punk. So there's a lot of stuff coming out, <laughs> but we've got our eyes set on a few particular things. I'll go first on this one since I'm already talking. 
I'm really looking forward to the new album from Kid Capici. It's called There Goes the Neighborhood. Their album, uh, This Is What You Could Have Won, I think it was called, yep. was yes. might have been my album of the year last, last year. year. Last year. Last, last year. year. Yeah. yeah. I was like, man, time or well, I'm tr- getting confused about time now. <laughs> it was so, so good to me. And and the songs they released from this new one are, are pretty exciting as well. Um, and so we'll find out on Shiprock if they get more fans within the itch, because that's another one that's going to be there. But uh, yeah, I'm hyped about these guys. They're, they're British dudes, you know, raging against the system over there. And it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. My most anticipated is actually going to be released shortly after we release this episode. Uh, so this yeah. this is going to be one of those albums that we listen to and then forget about for the entire year up until we do the next list. And that's Dead Poet Society's uh, Fission. And man, the curse uh, of the January release. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this this will get the Aaron Jones treatment. Yep. <laughs> But uh, yeah, really looking forward to that. And hopefully uh, maybe we'll chat with these guys in the future. Yeah, a lot of hype uh, after their last album. It was really good. And so I'm, I'm curious if they got, you know, a couple more of those bitch and riffs in them. Yeah, they've put out uh, like a handful. Yeah, they put out like half songs the already. Yeah, <laughs> they've been oh, putting wow. out like, yeah, like singles with B-sides or whatever. It's like yeah, there's yeah. a lot out there and it's, it's pretty solid. It's, it is. I'm, I'm excited to hear it. My most anticipated album release next year is going to be Infected Rain with Time. So funny story. Uh, when I first got on IG, the first person that it suggested I follow was Lena Scissorhands. And with a name like that, I was just like, who the fuck? Like, what the hell is this? So, and then you followed her anyway. And hell yeah, I followed her. She's gorgeous. Are you kidding me? Uh, and so, yeah, I did follow her. I found out, hey, she's also a lead singer of a band called Infected Brain. The band, honestly, is pretty brutal. They're they're heavy. They're yeah. real heavy. But they kind of went through some membership changes this past year. They brought in another girl. I think she plays the bass. I cannot. I, th- I want to say it's like Elena or something like that. I cannot exactly remember her name. But um, and they released a couple singles that are really more mainstream sounding. And Lena's got a really good voice. So I'm really hoping that this kind of leans more into that and kind of picks up where in this moment fell off because this, yeah. in this moment <laughs> album is more like a eighties digital pop rock. album. I don't know. I, I wasn't a huge fan of it. And, and I think that, you know, infected rain could fill that void that, that they left basically. Yeah. All right. We're, we're up to number one. Um, one of you guys can drop the name, but I just want to note that I'm pretty sure if you follow the itch at all, you could connect some dots and figure this one yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So our, our number one album of the year is our buddies in oxymorons. The album is Melon and Punk. Their debut LP. Their first yes. one. Yes. I mean, what, what, is there not to say like there's this album is just fantastic. You know, it's funny because when they say that nothing like the oxymorons has been done before, they're not joking. Like this album is, it's a unique album in the sense that I don't know if any other band could pull something off like this. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know when we, we had the app again, yet again, we had the opportunity to kind of release the, the, (laughs) chat with them and talk about the release date and the name of the album and 
they just dropped graveyard words right as we dropped the episode. And uh, it's just an awesome, it's awesome to be a part of the launch. And like I said, these guys have just taken it to another level in 2023 and so excited for their success. And, you know, they're starting to be played in St. Louis radio, which is insane. <laughs> and so they're, they're getting some steam and just every track on this album is great. Uh, Moon Chasers, the, the final track is a phenomenal track. Uh, I don't know. There's so much I could say about this album. I'll let, let one of you guys talk about it. <laughs> It's a winner all the way through. I mean, ever since they started, you know, they've released a few singles well in advance of the album. And, you know, by the time they got to look alive, um, which they had released some clips of them playing on their European tour with Bad Omens. I, I, I The minute I heard that one, I was like, that's the one right there. It ended up being <laughs> the one that started getting the radio play. So I was really, I felt really um, validated, justified. Yeah. And then I also now I have a, a permanent memory. So when we saw them live, you know, we got yes. to hear some more of them before they came out. We heard Head for the Hills, which is like spooky and really cool. We heard Melanin Punk, which is the punkiest actual oxymoron song I've heard yet. Um, yeah. I remember we were talking to, to D outside and we're like, man, we're hyped about the album. And he was like, oh, man, you don't even know like the stuff we didn't play yet. I just I distinctly remember him being like that. Mike should know to flow, though. Uh, yeah. And, <laughs> which is <laughs> right. Like, and they awesome song, too. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were super yeah, yeah, excited yeah. about about that. And who doesn't love a little Mike Shinoda anyway? So yes, yeah, like it was great. <laughs> yeah, it, I love that every song is like its own sound. It, you know, like yeah, you mentioned, is. punk is is like a, a punk sound. You know, you have Mike Shinoda flow, which kind of you know it sounds a little bit like they're trying to rip off. Um, you know mike shinoda and, and lincoln park but like it's all it's all different like it, everything is completely different and it's all unique but it's all oxymorons like that's yes. the only way to describe it like they are yes. uniquely them they are i'm gonna drop a quick shout out in here to the itch's friend Jarrett, who uh after we told the story about why there's two r's in oxymorons that you can go back to our interview with them from the earlier this year and here uh got their t-shirt because his name also has two r's not has one two r's and- <laughs> And so I thought that was great. And so, uh, yes. we, you know, we're, people are out here becoming fans of the Oxys. So we're, we're doing our job. Awesome. Yeah. It's just so awesome to be a part of their growth. It's just, I can't wait to see what they come up with next. Yeah. Super genuine dudes. Yeah. Such creative dudes. Super genuine. Their message behind a lot of their songs is great. They're very intentional about what they do. Yeah. Agreed. Especially D, D uh, has it down, and uh, I, I just I can't wait to see what they do next. So, man, I, as I said earlier, I know lists are meant to be debated, so we're not really looking for debates, but we would love to hear the albums that that stood out to you, whether they were on this list or not, because as we mentioned, we didn't hear it all. There may be something great that we that we slept on or weren't aware of. Who even knows? Um, but we're music addicts, and we want to hear more. Um, and also we encourage you to give feedback. If you listen to anything on here, if we introduce you to something on this list and now they're like your favorite thing, please tell us. We would love to hear that. That makes our day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for going on the entire ride of 2023 with us. And 2024 has already got some excited stuff brewing. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for bearing with us and, and staying the entire time. 
<laughs> it's been a wild ride, but we've introduced you to a lot of music. Yes. So thank you very much for listening to The Itch. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. And until next time, look alive. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about The Itch. Check out the show notes for links about the episode, as well as our new music playlist and where you can hear us every Sunday night. And you can interact with us at itchrocks.com or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S.